0: live for God. I, uh, I don't relate to that real well at all uh, because in my mind it is easy to live for God. I didn't tell you I didn't have trials. I didn't tell you there weren't some struggles along the way but I feel that when we make up our mind I'm going to live for God. And whatever it takes to do that, and whatever it costs me, I'm going to be willing to do that. The cost to you and I is a willingness to surrender. My surrendering of me to him. My will to his will. My plan gets canceled so his plan can take effect in my life. Uh, the steps of a good manner ordered by the Lord. He's wanting to do something in my life where people struggle living for God is, I want to go this way, but God's trying to take me over here. And I'm struggling because I want the will of God. I want it to wake up, but I want this over here too. And that's why people struggle living for God. And they will say it is so hard to live for God because there's something God is trying to get me to surrender. There is something that God wants me to give up. There is a dedication God is after in my life, something that maybe needs consecrated to God. And because he knows what's best for me, always knows everything God does in my life is for my best interest. Come on. That trial's for my best interest. Father, you're trying to teach me how to trust you. Father, you're trying to teach me how to walk by faith. Father, you're trying to let me know you're in control of this situation. You're trying to help me with this. And and i got to yield to that. And i got to allow that to happen. And so it is a A struggle at times that we battle with and some of the things that we go through. Um, Let's turn in the word of the Lord to John chapter 12. And I want to begin reading verse 17. So good to be with Bishop tonight. And uh, I'm looking forward to the Philippines. I have prayed every day since they invited me. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm getting into. But I'll tell you at the end of August. (laughs) But it has been a dream of mine to be able to go to a foreign country. Uh, Don't get mad at me. Just my dream. Just me. I have no interest for Hawaii. There's a lot of places in the world that if you ask me, would you like to go, I'd say not particularly. I've always wanted to go to a foreign country, but where it was a revival country, where the power of God was working and moving and the supernatural was taking place. See, that's my that's what I want to be in the middle of. That that's what I if, if I get a bucket list, so to speak, and the one thing I want to see, one thing I want to be a part of and be there while it's happening, is seeing the power of God move and work and lives be changed. See, because none of that. It's going to make any difference on the other side. Hawaii's not going to. Hawaii won't be able to hold a candle to heaven. Now, I don't care if you go. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying for me personally, that's not my, not where I would want to go. I, I want to go where God is moving. This is the 12th chapter of John. The 11th chapter of John deals with uh, Lazarus being raised from the dead, he's been dead four days, and the Lord purposely waited uh, that many days, purposely had a plan for that. And, of course, we know there was no small stir when Lazarus was raised from the dead, come out of that tomb. Grave clothes were taken off of him. Verse 1, he's sitting down having supper now. I'd love to have been there. (laughs) He'd been dead four days. What was it like? Are you glad to be back or wish we would left you there? I mean, you know, I mean, it could be a lot of questions we could probably ask back and forth. But but again, this is the setting that I want you to see. I would venture to say tonight that everybody in the sound of my voice would love to see miracles like that the move of the supernatural, the dead being raised, cancer being healed, heart attack victims being uh, healed instantly uh, without a a surgery or anything like that. Uh, I'm here to tell you all of it is possible. And not as much of it is up to God as it is up to me. Will I make the commitment for it? Will I dedicate myself and do what he's asking me to do? The Bible said in Mark 16, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Any believers in the house tonight? God didn't say I would go looking for miracles and signs and wonders. He said they would follow me. I may be on my job at work. And somebody said, man, I'm just not feeling good. I, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Can I pray for you? I had Elder Start preaching for me back in the old days in Monroe. And uh, I remember walking in the office and, you know, he's in his 60s. He said, Brother Johnson, pray for me. I'm having a heart attack. I said, shouldn't we call 9-11? <laughs> 9-1-1. <laughs> no, no, just pray for me right now. I prayed for him, and 10 minutes, he came out and preached and everything. See, they, they follow. I, I didn't have to go looking for the supernatural if I walk by faith, and I walk in that place God wants me to be in. He said, this is just going to be a part of your life. You don't have to look for it. You don't have to say, where are you at, God? He, now, I'm not telling you God does things every day in the realm of the supernatural. But, but when I am praying and seeking God, I've opened my spirit to his spirit. They can say, hey, I need you to pray for that man today. Would you witness to that man today? That man needs to Would you take him to the church and baptize him to the river? See what I'm saying? And so we, we want to be open to the spirit of God. The people, therefore, that was with him when he, had, when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. A lot of people. For this cause, the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the world is gone after him. Power of God's moving. And people are being stirred. I believe that people want something real. They're not looking for patty cake for Jesus. You know what I mean? Sloppy agape and all that kind of anything goes. You know what I'm saying? Show me the real move of God. God. Show me the power of God. Show me how God really works. I I want to be in the middle of that. And and God wants us to see that, experience it, and to have it. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came, therefore, to Philip, uh, which was a best of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sirs, we would see Jesus. And you know, I heard about this dude. Some guy had been dead four days, and he come out. Really? Were you there? Did you see that? Come on, they pull in my leg, or did that really happened? I want to see him. Could you introduce me to him? You think it's any different today when God heals somebody of cancer? And the family said, I'd like to meet him i like to know who he is. Who's this God that can do the supernatural? I'm here to tell you what happened back then can happen here today. See, we read this and we think of it only in the terms that we're not careful of this. That is a really good story. Would have liked to have been there, but, you know, I'm, I'm in this generation. And God said, no, no, that is simply an example of what you can have. I did not put that in there to fill time and space. That was put in there. This is how I want you to live your life. So again, we begin to realize this is what he's wanting to happen. Oh, Philip, come and tell Andrew. And again, Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit it's not hard to live for God if I'm willing to die out the world is pulling at us at every direction every direction but I'm not of this world I wasn't born in, I may have been born naturally into this world, but when I was born again, I was born into the kingdom of God. I, my interests are no longer in this world. My appetite should no longer be for the things of this world. Because if I want the move of God, if I want transformation, if I want to see the supernatural, somewhere I got to realize I got to die. You know, one joint's not bad. And by the way, uh, God created it. And all the excuses that we make for not dying. Well, he made poison oak. How many roll that up and smoke it? Made poison ivy. Made thistles. Anybody out there digging up thistles? Hey, let's dry this. And The scripture said man has made evil inventions. See, man has created all these things and, and created alcohol and how to make it and ferment it and do those are evil inventions according to scripture. And I know that we gotta realize the world may be pulling for me, but I came out of the world not to stay in the world, not to live in the world, but to realize I want as far away from it as I can. I no longer want any association with that lifestyle. Now, I love people, and we work with people from all kinds of backgrounds, and you know, Brother Hart, but, but I am not going to walk around in that, live in that, uh, fellowship that, and get what I need from God. I am a product of who I rub shoulders with. Come on, Proverbs, iron sharpens iron. So a man sharpens the confidence of his friend. Who are you rubbing shoulders with tonight? Are you sharing the word where it's getting in? Rubbing shoulders and doing Bible studies. You know what I'm talking about? What are your conversations built around? The things of this world or or the things of God? Uh, Again, I've been accused of having to one-track mine. They meant it as an insult. I took it as a compliment. Because I don't want to know about all that stuff. I'm not interested in all of the things that are in the world. The Bible said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Because all that is in the world is the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. It's not of the Father. The Father said, no, no, no. That's what I called you out of. Come out from among them, he said, and be ye separate. Then it's not hard to live for God. Because I made up my mind. I'm not going around that anymore. I'm not fellowshipping with that anymore. First Peter talks about and run not with them. There's people that, the Bible said in, in Proverbs 1, if a sinner enticed, thee, consent thou not. They don't got to go. Anybody know how to say no in here? No? Not interested? No? I mean, we say no to everything else. Hey, would you clean your room? No. Would you mow the yard? No. But when it comes to a sinner, hey, man, you want to go get high? I don't want to say no. I don't want this guy to feel bad, you know. <laughs> no, we we need to learn to say no. No, I'm pursuing something deeper. Something more precious, something more real, something more life changing. Uh, you know, when he said, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. How hungry are you? See, if I filled up on the world before I get here tonight, I'm going to be the biggest windbag you ever listened to. Because you're going to be so, oh, man it's like Thanksgiving. I, I, I can't even take another piece of anything. How long is he going to be? Does he ever shut up? Do you ever notice when you're hungry, they can't preach long enough and they can't preach strong enough. When you're hungry, when you say, God, talk to me. What I'm seeking you. God, I I want direction. I I want to know what is your plan for my God. I want to know what's the next step that I need to take. God, I'm hungry. Talk to me. Uh, I remember we were figuring out whether we were going to start a home mission church here or what we were going to do. And I remember we happened to have Brother Bernard doing our home missions conference for us when I was still in Oregon. And uh, he preached out of the book of Joshua where the Lord said, I'm going to take you where you've never been before. I'm sure glad the Bible has the answers, don't you? He was going to do something in my life I'd never seen before, never done like that before. And he's with you through all of that. And sure, there's been some struggles and trials welcome to life. You know what you got to understand? You're going to go through trials whether you live for God or not. You think if you stay in the world, everything's going to be hunky-dory? You think your car's never going to break down, the machine's never going to quit? You all going to just get along all the time? No! I come to God because I needed help. Lord, I don't know how to be a husband. God, I don't know how to be a father. You're going to have to help me here because I'm lacking in this. Teach me, Lord. I I, want to learn. I would venture to say that one of the greatest attributes you could have after receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost would be a teachable spirit. I'm here to learn. Talk to me. What do I need to do? Help me, Lord. I want to be teachable. I don't don't want to run my own life. I did that for years, and look where it got me. That didn't work out very well. So I want to submit. See, this word submit, people really hate that in this generation. They'll say, do what somebody says. I'm my own man. That's why you're struggling trying to live for God. Because you haven't learned how to submit. Submit yourselves therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. But if I do not submit myself, that devil is not leaving me alone. See, my answer is in my submission. You may get hung up. Why well, don't want anybody tell me what to do? Whoa, 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 whoa. Obey them that have the rule over you. Better change the subjects because I don't think we like that one. I'm just trying to help somebody tonight. Come on, I came into this thing pretty rebellious. I remember I was 18 years old and my background's professional rodeo. And the old boy that hired me in the sawmill is about 70 some years old, and he's the owner. He walked up to me and he said, "You want a cowboy or you want to work?" I said, "I want to work, but I ain't working weekend, so do I quit or what do I got to do?" He just shook his head. <laughs> he said, okay, I'll give you days. <laughs> but uh, but that's, how I, I, that's how I was raised. Broken home and, and all of that stuff. But I'm telling you, when I came to God, I had to get rid of all that rebellion. I had to get rid of all that stubbornness. And I had to come to that place. I say, God, I've got to learn how to submit myself. God, I've got to learn how to come under authority. You know why you struggle at work sometimes? Because God's trying to teach you a principle of coming under authority. This has probably never happened to you, but I had a boss at that mill I didn't care for. And uh, I guess the problem was he was the laziest guy in the mill. And they made him the superintendent. (laughs) He had zero people skills. When I mean zero, they sent him to a school for a week to try to get this guy a little bit of people skills. Well, the owner's son and I got along really good. I mean, we flipped flip quarters for pop at break time, and we was always horsing around. Anytime that this man, the superintendent, told me to do something I didn't want to do, I went to the owner's son and said, you know what that idiot wants me to do? He said, I'll take care of it. And God said, you're not submitting to the authority I put in your life. I repented, and I went to him, and I apologized. And I said, whatever you tell me to do from now on, I will not go around you. I will do exactly what you say. I needed a day off for a church event. Two men were ahead of me in the office. This guy was a screamer, so you could hear through the wall. Uh, two guys ahead of me asking for the same day off. And he's screaming at them, telling them they can't have that day off. I'm the number three guy going in. I already heard the first two guys couldn't get off. I walked in, I said, Chuck, I need Friday off. Can I have it? He says, yeah, I'll see you on Monday. How come that happened? Submitted myself to him. He knew that I was no longer rebellious, but whatever he needed done, he could come to me and tell me I wouldn't argue with him about the philosophy of why I don't want to do it that way or any other thing like that. I said, yes, sir, I will take care of it. Consider it done. Your job is where God is developing you. You spend eight to 10 hours a day on a job, and there's going to be people that rub you wrong and cross your thinking and all that. Why are they there? You think, I need another job. No, you don't need another job. Because God will just have to raise another guy just like him up on the next job you go to. Because he said, you're not getting this yet. What I'm trying to teach you. Where I'm trying to take you in ministry, you're going to have to learn this. If you can't learn this, I cannot trust you with my ministry. I cannot allow you to get into a place where you're rebellious, but you're going to ask people to come under your authority. So I have to take you through this where you've learned how to submit to the authority that is over you. Then I can put you in authority because you've understood how to be under authority, and you're not going to question authority when you're asked to do something. Well, can't somebody else do it? He didn't ask somebody else. What if they only ask you to see if you would be willing? I don't believe that there's a task too small for me to do. From picking up the bathroom at church, cleaning up in that bathroom, picking up papers in the sanctuary, There's nothing that's too beneath me. When we're a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and we see a need or somebody asks us to do something, there should just be such a willingness in my spirit. Now, let me tell you something. If I've not died out, except a corn of wheat, fall into the ground and die. Do you realize that that corn of wheat has had to lose its identity? I had to lose my identity with a rebellious young brat that I was. I I, I couldn't be what God wanted me to be with that reputation, with with that demeanor about me. And so I had to die. I had to lose my identity with the world in rebellion and defiance and say, I'm here to submit. What do you need? I will take care of it. I'm not going to bellyache about it. I'm just going to take care of it. See, I had to die. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily in 1 Corinthians. There's all kinds of things come up in my life, but I've learned I've got to die out to that. I'm not going to let that get under my skin. You know, that guy gossiped about me. He told a lie about me. I'm not going to let it get under my skin. It's going to go in one ear and out the other ear. I'm going to stay focused on what God has got for me to do. Because you've got to realize the devil's going to send a lot of distractions your way. A lot of distractions your way, but you can't focus on the distractions looking unto Jesus, the author in the signature of my faith. I got to keep my eyes on him. I may have to bind some spirits along the way. The distractions that kind of pop up. Bishop was preaching for us here uh, a few weeks ago when we had a fight break out, and, uh, just a minor distraction Threw the guy outside and <laughs> send him home for the day. He's back now. And, uh, just a distract, we had a great move of God, didn't we? People were healed, delivered, all kinds. Distraction, distraction. See, the devil wants you to get caught up in the distraction. Maybe something that comes up and, and doesn't look like that. How could God work? How could God do that? Well, don't get hung up on that. Just keep believing for what you've been praying for, what you've been asking God to do, because that is simply a distraction. Voices, just, just yap, 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 yap. Have you ever noticed in, in any job or place you're at, sometimes there's some people who just love to stir the pot. Stir up something, make up something. So you can't pay attention to that. You can't get caught up in that. Why? It's a distraction. I want to live for God. I want to live for God. So we begin to realize it's no longer about what I want, but he wants. He gave me a perfect example in Matthew 26, 39, dealing in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, not as I will, but as thou wilt. In my flesh, I really don't want to deal with this. They're going to stab me. They're going to spit on me. They're going to slap the fire out of me. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. I, in my flesh, I really don't want to deal with it. But nevertheless, what do you want, Father? I may not, but what do you want? See, Jesus understood, as God robed in flesh, the only sacrifice that would be acceptable was him and he was telling me and showing me there was a flesh side in his life why because there's a flesh side in my life and a flesh side in your life that has to constantly be crucified and die out so that his will can be done in your life and can move forward in your life so again it becomes important when we realize this willingness to die out you can know jesus And never completely surrender your life to him. You may know a few people like that. They know about him, but they have never surrendered completely to him. Your sins can be forgiven. You can be on your way to heaven. But you are still in control. If you're going to make it, you can't be in control. You can't be telling him, well, we're going to do this. Can you imagine God? Really? You're going to tell me what we're going to do? You're telling me how we're going to do this? I'm glad he's patient. I'm glad he's got a sense of humor because, I mean, if he didn't, he'd be like, really? I just need to deal with this guy right now. No, no, no. You can add Jesus to your life, but it can still be your life. I don't want that. I I want a life committed. I I want a life that that I feel that presence of God. I I want a life that that wherever I go, something can happen. Possibilities, potentials of people to pray for. Uh, I I just find it interesting in our walk with God. Galatians 5.24, and they that are Christ have crucified. Their flesh, flesh of the affections and lusts thereof. See, there are things in this life I've got to die out to. Those affections and those lusts, and you can lust for power and money and all kinds of stuff and, 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 and a physical relationship, on and on and on. None of it will help you. That has to die. You have to come to that place, God, I've totally surrendered that, that I can have you. Not part of you, but really have you working in my life. I, I love, anybody love to hear the voice of God? Isn't that awesome? God just spoke to me. God just give me direction. God just strengthen me. God just told me what he's going to be doing. He's bringing a man and, and, and I'm going to need to pray for him in, in a class and an anger man. It's, you talk about? Anywhere and everywhere. I, I want God to prepare me and, and, and put things in place there because I love the realm of the supernatural. I love the realm of, and folks, I don't know about you, but when the Lord speaks to you, that is supernatural. I mean, lightning may not come every time and thunder behind it, just to know that He's talking to me, He loves me, He cares about me, He wants to work in my life, and but I got to yield. I, I got to yield. Romans helps us there in that sixth chapter. To whom I yield myself, I, I I have to yield. God won't take anything from me. If I had a pack of cigarettes in my pocket tonight, and I said, God, I want to quit. I hate these things. Take them away. He'd say, No way. Because 1 Corinthians 7 1 said, Let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh. God said, No, you put them on the altar. No, you repent. No, you die out. I'll, I'll help you. I'll take away the crave, the urge, and the desire for them. But somewhere you gotta die out to it. I'm not gonna pickpocket you for them, and you're gonna reach for them. Oh, they're gone. God delivered me. No, there's my part. Help me in in my study of Scripture. I find that every miracle and the move of God required somebody to do something. God just didn't do it. When Lazarus was being raised from the dead, He said, "Somebody roll a stone away. I need you involved in the miracle." I can roll that stone away. In fact, I could speak to that thing and shoot it clear to Mars. Because I'm God in flesh. I mean, I can do any of that, but I want you to help me. I want you to have some faith and say, he's been dead four days, but okay. I want you involved. Blind man comes to Jesus in John chapter 9. Would you heal me? And so Jesus puts some mud on his eyes and and sends him to the pool of Shalom. Hey, I'm not going to do it all. You're going to have to walk by faith. You're going to have to trust me that when you get there and do what I tell you to do, the miracle will happen. Notice the miracle was in the journey. Not as soon as the mud hit his eyes, he had to go. I wonder what kind of conversation he had with himself. Do I look like a fool or what? Hey, man, what's on your face? You know, everybody walking by. Hey, you've been playing in the mud? But see, when you're desperate, because you've been blind and you haven't been able to see, and it doesn't make much sense that they put mud on my face and then tell me to go wash in a pool. But I'm so sick and tired of being blind that whatever he tells me to do, I'm going to do it. And so if I got to crawl to a pool, which some say was a mile away. And I don't know if he had a helper or somebody that helped him. All I know is he got to the pool. And when he began to warp up the mud, he could see. See, God wants you involved. No matter what it may be. The miracle that transpires in your life. It could be a financial blessing you need. And help with a house payment. Cards broke down. And I promise you, somewhere, you're going to be a part of the equation of how God may do that. Right. Yes. See, I just want God to do everything. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. We're father and son. And as your dad, I can't do everything for you. I mean, i got to teach you to. Work, I gotta teach you how to take care of yourself. I got see what I'm saying? So my heavenly father, I'd be so spoiled rotten if he just did it all. But but when I have to do part, I gotta exercise faith. I gotta step out by faith. I have to be obedient, I have to be submissive, I have to die out. Then God said, Okay. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I need. And you know the beautiful thing about God is he, he don't care about degrees. I'm not against education. I got two kids with masters. Got that from their mother's side. But, but with God, he doesn't care. God's looking for somebody to yield. God's looking for somebody to submit. Whether a high education or a low IQ, it doesn't matter to God. He's just saying, I just need somebody that will do what I ask him to do. I need somebody to be submitted. I need somebody to be willing, willing and able. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to step out by faith? Are you willing to let God use you? God, I want to win a soul. I want to win a soul. And I'm at the supermarket and God says, invite that guy to church. And we start rebuking devils. Devil, get behind me in the name of Jesus. And God's going, really? You asked me to use you. So I put this man in your path so you could begin to witness to him and ministry could flow out of you. But see, we weren't ready to yield all the way, were we? And we started making excuses. Well, no, I got to learn how to die out. I thought it so interesting when Jesus said, and he made of himself no reputation in Philippians chapter two, verse five. Well, that ain't this generation, is it? It's all about legacies. It's all about heroes. It's all about who I am. But Jesus said, I'm not going to make any reputation. I'm not looking for a reputation. I'm not looking for how what people think of me. See, we get hung up on sometimes what's everybody think. How about if we just started wondering about what does Jesus think? What do you think about this, Lord? What do you think I should do? Lord, should I... Move forward? Should I wait? Should I step back? Lord, I'm waiting on you. Because I've taken it out of your hands so many times and learned that that didn't work. That now I'm going to wait till you tell me when I need to move. And how I need to move. That's how we die out. A couple examples, and I'll quit. When we go to Luke chapter 8... Verse number two, we, we pick up Mary Magdalene. The Bible said that she had seven devils, and I have no idea what they were, and infirmities. She had a lot of inner pain, cripplings, and hurts, and sickness or disease. But she had whatever we don't know. Scripture doesn't say. But, but what I want to show you is, here's a woman who hasn't got the best reputation. Uh, probably wouldn't get Mother of the Year award. And yet she comes to Jesus and surrenders everything. How do I know she surrendered everything? Well, I find her cooking meals where he's at. I find her involved in ministry wherever he's going. She's following. Peter, follow me. Matthew, follow me. And here's Mary Magdalene, follow me. Who's at the cross? Mary. Who's the first one to the tomb? Mary. See, there was such a hunger for the things of God. She died out to who she was. Don't get hung up on where you came from. Come on, Mary showed us that. Come on. I, I, God is not interested in where I came from. What he's interested what are you going to do tonight? Will you commit tonight? Will you dedicate tonight? I can wash that away in water baptism. Repentance, I can be cleansed if I've already been baptized. I can just go to the Lord, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been hung up on my past. This is a problem with the past. If you live in the past, you can't get to today. Never will you get to today. Always boo-hooing about yesterday or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. What you got to realize is God made a plan for me to get to the present and get out of living in the past. Do you realize there is no healing in blame? Well, I'd serve God, but I was beat as a kid, abandoned, and yada, yada, yada. I was. That's how I grew up. But I found a Heavenly Father that loved me and wouldn't beat on me. I found a heavenly father that would take care of me. And when I repented of my sins and I got baptized in Jesus' name and he filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I left my past behind. Because for me, there was no good memories in my past. My life wasn't very good in the past. But when I did my life to Jesus and I committed to it and I surrendered to it and I submitted to a pastor, come under authority of a man of God. I watched joy unspeakable come in. I watched direction for the first time in my life. I had direction for my life. And God was helping me to be a husband and a father which I knew nothing about when I got married. My past is just history. If my past does anything, I can share it sometimes with people to give hope. If I made it, you can make it. If I did it, you can do it. Come on, no excuses. No excuses. You just got to surrender. Because Mary said, oh, boy. I was abused in every way and beaten abandoned. I can't live for God. No, this is my one chance to get out of my past. This is one chance to have real love, real joy, real peace. This is my one chance and it's not going to go by. I'm going to take a hold of what, everything I got in my spirit and my physical being and everything. I'm going to take hold of it. Mark chapter 5, we pick up legion. We know that the Bible said he cut himself, and he was a wild man, and he was demonic. And and we know that his name wasn't Legion. It just deals with how many devils were in him. But the Bible talks about Jesus getting in a boat and going to that place where he was at and getting out of that boat. And we find that the Legion is running down the hill, and, and, and Jesus begins to rebuke the spirits that are in him. We find it so interesting because... After this man is delivered of all of that, sitting and clothed and in his right mind. Jesus, I want to follow you. Well, that's not my ministry for you. You know what I want you to do? I want you to go back to Decapolis. That's your hometown. I want you to tell everybody how great things God has done for you. Six months later, Jesus comes through Decapolis, and they have a phenomenal outpouring of the Spirit of God. Why? Because there was a man who was delivered who said, I'm here to submit. I'd really love to follow you, man. I love to see oh see all that stuff going on. No, 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 no. I got a plan. I got a ministry for you. We're gonna go on. You know, we're gonna be in some other cities, but we're gonna be coming by Decapolis. And when we come by, there's going to be a great outpouring of the Spirit. Because he yielded himself to God, there was a great revival. I want to show you something. One woman, not a crowd. One man. You know, I'll serve God, Bishop, and we can get some friends. What if you're the only one in your whole family right now serving God? Got to start somewhere. Might as well it was you. Come on. Well, nobody, I don't care about anybody else. God's calling you. God's drawing you. God's dealing with you and saying you can change some generation if you yield to me. If you would submit to the authority that I've put in your path, I will do great things in your life and in your family life. God says I can bring them in, but you got to submit first got to come to that place where I'm willing to die out. Anybody willing to die out? I have to come to that place. It's not hard to live for God if I die. When I'm not worried about what other people think or say. Folks, I've been made fun of my whole life. So have you. When I was a cowboy, they all called me cowboy. Hey, cowboy, what are you doing? I come to God, and they call me Holy Roller, Jesus Freak, and all kinds of stuff. You can't make people happy, so don't worry about making anybody happy. Just worry about what pleases God. God, what are you asking of me today? So some people make fun of me. Big deal. So some people think I'm crazy. Big deal. You think I'm crazy? I ain't been up 21 days on meth like you. haven't lost my wife and kids like you. I'm not living on the streets like you. And you think I'm crazy. Can I stay home and take care of my wife and kids? See, people are going to have something to say. I, I, I want to hear the voice of God. God, what do you say about this? I, I would venture to say tonight that all of us at one time or another, you know, where the psalmist talks about uh, uh, my feet had well nigh slipped because I'd become envious at the wicked. That, that happened to me because I was serving God. And my brother backslid, younger brother backslid, and got a job at Hewitt Packard in Oregon when they first came in, which was a career job. And he got in on the ground level, and he bought a house, and he had really nice cars. I'm driving a 65 Comet with a floorboard rusted out on the passenger side. I'm living in a 10 by 50 mobile home. And I'm going, God, wait a minute. Isn't it interesting the scripture said, but you haven't seen the end yet. It wasn't but a year later that my brother's wife divorced him and left him because he wouldn't quit doing drugs. He lost his house. Hewitt Packard said either we're going to fire you or you quit. Which one do you want? Because of his drug addiction. Been to two treatment centers, never made it one day in either one. I buried my brother, did his funeral three years ago, died of an overdose. They didn't find him for two weeks. The end. See, we get caught up in because somebody's got a fancy car. We're caught up in because they, they just bought a new house. See, you, you can't look at those things. You just got to pray, God, help me keep my eyes on you. My day is coming. Please understand that your day of blessings is coming. You just got to stay faithful to God in your tithes, your offering, and serving God. Your day is coming. The Bible said the goodness of God leadeth a man to repent. Of. God is blessing my brother that he would repent and come back to God. And I have to be spiritual enough to understand it and not get bitter at God or upset at God because he's blessing him. Yeah, if you're old school, you know what you're doing. You're praying, God, just open up the ground, fry him right now. That's that old school. You're going to hell in a handbasket. Look out. Get back from him, boys. You may go with him. Scripture said the goodness of God. I'm going to keep loving you. I'm going to keep pulling you. I'm going to keep drawing you because there's people praying for you. Keep, you gotta, I, I just got to keep dying out. If I see something like that, I gotta die out. God, there, there's something wrong in my spirit right now because I'm a little bit envious about that. I got a little bit of jealousy going on in my spirit because I, I see them really being blessed by, but I'm struggling. I can't hardly make it. Your day's coming. Please understand that God is faithful and He is gonna bless you. You just gotta stay faithful to God and let it happen when it happens. And there'll be other people looking at you and say, well, what about me? Their day hasn't come yet. Doesn't bless all of us at the same time, does he? But he blesses us according so many times to my faithfulness. God blesses me according to my willingness to die. I've had people complain. You've never had that, but uh, I've had people complain. Well, how come they get so blessed? You get as dedicated as they are, you'll get as blessed as they are. You get as committed as they are, you'll get as blessed as they are. You're not committed. Not faithful to church. Not faithful in your ties, Not faithful to hardly anything. And you're wondering, why? you got to repent. you got to say, God, I need to get faithful. I know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. But God, help me change from knowing what to do to just do it. Just make up my mind. Today, God, I'm going to... God forgive me I've tried to run my own life I've tried to do it my way but tonight I'm willing to surrender tonight I'm willing to say God uh, let not my will be done any longer but I'm stepping aside and I'm asking you to take the controls right now God of my life of my finances of my family of everything that's going on in my life tonight God I'm going to give it to you that you can work I don't want to hinder the move of God. I want to be a blessing to the move of God. See, if I'm not surrendered to God, I'm in the way. God wants to move, but he really can't because of my unwillingness to submit. Would you stand with me tonight? What is God talking to you about tonight? Where where you may be struggling at tonight that, that has to come to a place, God, I just need to submit, surrender, and say, okay, God. We've all been here, folks, unfortunately, multiple times. Because it's just the real world. But I've got to keep coming back to this place if I'm going to make it and say, okay, God, I've got a little off the beaten trail. I, I, I've not been listening. In fact, when you talk, I've been turning my head so, and acting like I didn't hear you. I've had that selective hearing thing going on. But I believe somebody can hear the voice of God tonight saying, tonight's your night. I love you. I care about you. I want to work in your life. But it's your turn. It's your turn. I'm here, God said. I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm just simply waiting on you. If the Lord is speaking to you tonight, would you be willing to allow that to work in your spirit tonight? I'm going to open this altar right now. If God is talking to you, would you allow him to have his way tonight? This ain't about what anybody thinks and who's looking around. This is about me and Jesus. This is about me getting into that place where the blessings can flow in my life and, and, and the things of God that I've been wanting in my life. I, I, I've talked about all my life I want to take. But th- this could be a, this one more step in the journey. You've made steps before. You know what it takes. But maybe there's some diversions along the way that we need to repent of tonight and say, okay, God, Refocus. Refocus. Help us tonight, Father. Help us tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus. I simply just want your will, your plan, and your purpose for my life, God. Forgive me, Father, because I have tried to do it myself. I thought I could handle it on my own, but I can't, Father. Father. I need you tonight. I need you tonight, God. Oh, that's it. Come on. Let's come talk to God. Oh, let's allow the Holy Ghost to speak to us. Touch us. Come on. In the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. Oh, God, I got to get back in your presence tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus I surrender all tonight, God I give my plans up for your plans tonight, Father I give up my direction tonight Father, for your direction Father, I give up my will tonight for your will tonight Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. That's it. Come on. Let's talk to God. Let's let him have his way tonight.
1: father for your word thank you lord for your word in jesus name for whatever reason my mind is drawn to the rich young ruler tonight you know he came to the lord and said you know what i got to do it's he said, well, you know, honor your father and mother, da 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 named off. And uh, he was ready. He, he was ready. Oh, Lord, I've done all that I, I, from my youth up. I've done all the stuff I'm, I'm capable of doing. Great. And maybe he thought it was done. And the Lord said, oh, one thing. Twenty things. One thing, young man. That's who he was talking to—a young, rich, young. Just one thing you lack, and I would imagine—just if I'm imagining—that he's like, okay, only one thing. Okay, what's that? Just, Just, just one thing you lack. Go sell everything you've got and give it to the poor and come follow me one thing and the scripture says he went away not to do what he was instructed the scripture says he went away sorrowful I think it's impossible to walk away from God's instruction knowing I'm not going to do what he says without being sorrowful when I walk away He went away sorrowful why because he had many possessions The reality is, obviously, the many possessions had him. And the Lord was trying to get him to deal with the one thing that had him. That kept him from being had by the Lord. Why does the Lord not expect the same thing of everybody else? Right. We start comparing. Well, how come you ask this of me, but not of him? Well, because that doesn't have him, but it has me. And the Lord says, I want to deal with that area in your life that you have given control to, that's keeping you from giving control to me. I know the wrestling of comparing. Lord, I've done this. How come, how come, how come? How? Peter, what is that to you, what I do with John. What does that make it? That's none of your business how I deal with John. This is what I'm asking of you. The word of the Lord has been reaching tonight and asking things of us. And I can can nod my head in agreement and keep my spirit closed. I can say amen and keep my wall up. Say, you're true, Rabbi. Go away sorrowful. I want to receive the word of God into my spirit. I want the word of God to have its full and complete work in me. I trust you, Lord. I trust your word. I trust that you know my frame by your grace enabling father we will submit to you we will submit to your word to your instruction to your direction to your request lord for that which you desire that your will would be done in with and through us individually and collectively that by your enabling grace we would die to ourselves that you would live In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you tonight. You are dismissed in the precious name of Jesus. Don't leave. There's ice cream, right? Yeah, yes. There's going to be banana splits for you downstairs. It's part of a fundraiser for sending young people to places they need to go to get more of the Lord. And so, if you were going to go spend money anyway, or if you're like, "Well, I only got like two dollars," then go donate two dollars, and somebody else that has more donate more. I don't. There's probably a suggested donation, but don't let that keep you from fellowship. And Amen. And the Lord will supply the need. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Go support our youth and eat ice cream. If you're on a diet, then go don't eat ice cream and just visit. Or eat a banana. Exactly. Amen. If you're allergic to ice cream and banana, go drink water and visit. Fellowship. Amen. God bless you.